Baby Driver just came out this past Wednesday. Today, while we're recording, yesterday, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, which is a Thursday. Anyways, <laughs> we are excited about Baby Driver, and because we are, we have been talking about the amazing works of Edgar Wright. Last week, we talked about that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Today, we're getting into the rest of it. That big Cornetto trilogy. We're talking Shaun of the Dead. We're talking Hot Fuzz. We're talking World's End. So much, so many movies to talk about in one show. You're nuts. We are nuts. We're crazy. We're bonkers. We're doing it all right here on a jam packed episode of the Review Review. Welcome to the Radio Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. Yarp. (laughs) That is just a taste of the Cornetto trilogy we'll be talking about this evening. A three? Have we done a threefer? Uh, I mean, we've done full seasons of stuff. We've done full seasons of stuff. This. Well, this could be the technically first our ever. pilot episode was a six fur. Oh my, didn't even think about that. So we've done more. We've done more. This is not at all impressive. <laughs> but for whatever reason, this was very hard for me to do. It was this a lot. Three movies. It was a lot. I had to watch all of them while Molly was falling asleep, and I'm like trying to keep my eyes open. Like I gotta finish this. I <laughs> I tried. To, I fi- watched three of them in a two day span. And I just split Hot Fuzz in half. Yeah. It was hard. Like, with putting a baby to sleep. Oh, and yeah. And then, like, watching it after that. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, kill me. I kind of peppered through Hot Fuzz because I saw it so much when, like, when it first came out that I pretty much have it to heart. I But I really, I did watch World's End and Shaun of the Dead all the way through. And they were, they weren't chores, but it was, it was at times of the night where I'm, like, Almost Just falling asleep. Like, delirious. I gotta, do it. <laughs> I gotta do it. If I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, but enough about that. We'll get to that later. That's at the top yep. of the hour. Yes. Before we get to that, we got some other shit going on, babe. Drop it on me. Drop it on you like it's hot. That's so too hot. I don't want to burn myself. Oh, all right. I'll warm it. I'll warm it down. I'll just. You warm it, warm it down from warm it already it being hot. <laughs> what what else? Are you, are you cool it down? Yeah, cool it down. That is a thing that is said in the American but language. But it's still warm. <laughs> okay. Don't want it Sony. to be too cold. Sony. Yeah. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sony. Uh, I don't know if this is big news to you, JT. Yeah. But for whatever reason, this went like over my radar. Oh, Under my radar. No. I'm terrible I'm sure. at doing I any think of this. Today. Under the radar uh, is found out what the Sony Marvel deal is for Spider-Man: Homecoming, oh, money-wise. Okay. Uh, Sony keeping all of the profits from the film. Not one red cent is going to Marvel from that movie. Yeah. But yeah, Marvel is getting every dollar of that merch sold oh okay so that's a pretty even split i would have Uh, to say yeah i would say so also found out sony's 
it was Sony's dollar that financed the movie. Yeah. So you budget that out, and the net of whatever you get back is what Sony's going to get. I have no like worries that it's not going to make less money. Yeah. Like it's going to make a ton of money. So Sony's not worried about that. But that money, bro, those toys and merch, that's got to be. I. They don't have to put any money out for that. No. That's all coming to them. Yeah. All coming to them, babe. What do you think about that, JT? I don't know. It's pretty pretty smart on Marvel. Pretty smart indeed on Marvel. Stupid yeah. for Sony? Sony's already stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, same. Sure. Same on Sony. Yeah. There's so many gnats in here. I know. You see? Well, it's not stupid on Sony's part because even though they are footing the bill, they do have Marvel's name behind it, and they are attached to a franchise that's very successful. Correct. So they are pretty much given the rights to make a movie that's going to be guaranteed almost making money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the I was looking up earlier when I was making some news that the previous Spider-Man movies, the five previous ones, made a collective $4 billion just yeah. by themselves. Yeah. So that's not jump change. So, yeah. So Sony, just take it. Just swallow take your medicine. <laughs> Take your take your medicine and sit in the corner. Uh, still on Spider-Man news, Tom Holland may have dropped a little bit of a tidbit of information. A little oh, bit of no. a tidbit of information. Is he, is he saying too much? Do we gotta take this motherfucker out? We might have to shut this guy up. Oh, shit. Listen, Wendy. Now, are you a fan of the Marvel one-shots that came out? Uh, there was one called, the one, uh, All Hail the King, which was the Mand- about the Mandarin. In the Thor The Dark World DVD. Okay. There was the one where those two goons, like, found an alien gun after Avengers. Okay. And there was another one, too. Like, Agent 47 or something like that. No, that's Hitman. (laughs) Regardless, there was another one somewhere out there. Yeah. Tom Holland says that they may be doing more of those Marvel one-shots... For the home video release for DVD and Blu-ray. Ooh. Get a little incentive for all those purchasers. For those physical purchases. Uh, Now, hopefully we don't lose power tonight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There is a tornado watch to like 10. Watch or warning? Watch. What's worse? A warning is worse because a warning means there's a tornado. I always get them confused because like... I always think watch is like, look outside, you can watch a tornado, and a warning is like, there might be a tornado that's coming. God, you are so naive. Look, Troy, watch <laughs> means... How does the world work? Watch means that they, the environment or weather that is going right now is showing signs that a tornado could occur. Warning means that a tornado has been spotted near your vicinity. So you should watch out. <laughs> you see how I'm getting them confused? No, you're not. I know this, and I'm dumb. I will still ask tomorrow about okay. what is worse. Okay. It doesn't matter. Fair enough. What were we saying? Spider-Man. One-shots. One-shots. Are you? Were you a fan of those one-shots? Did you watch them? I don't think I've seen any of them, but they sound interesting. They're a good way to like clean up continuity. 
Like, uh, everybody hated the Mandarin twist in Iron Man 3. I love the Mandarin twist in Iron Man 3. I didn't like it. Uh, but in Thor The Dark World, they do another twist on the Mandarin thing to kind of mm. clean it up, but not giving, like, a direct answer on, like, who the Mandarin actually is. Because it's still not that Trevor guy. Okay. But the Mandarin gets mad at him, the real Mandarin, yeah. gets mad at him and goes to break him out of jail to capture him. Okay. But you never see him. Okay. You just see some of his goons. Gotcha. And it's really good. I, I like know. it. I like the Mandarin twist. I don't like it. From I what I like hear, it. Guy Pierce, uh, like forced that to come during the filming of Iron Man 3. Guy Pierce is a smart guy. I thought it was Fuck. good. No. It was good. It was a it was it was not a good. cool twist on it. Instead of just the same old regular villain, they did a twist on it where you didn't see it coming. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like they already made the Mandarin better from what he is in the comics. In the comics, he's racist. Like he's yeah. a racist type character. Yeah. Not like he is a racist. Like Marvel made him quite racistly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the movie, they cleaned it up for current, like, continuity to make him an actual scary terrorist man. Yeah. That, like, I thought it was going to be. And, like, I would love to see just them clash. I didn't need a fucking twist where it was just a white guy. Well, what is, like, an old dude in a cave going to do to Iron Man? How are they going to clash? Dude, he, Iron, because it's, Iron Man is fucking just so, uh up his own ass that he invites him the mandarin to his house and they just fucking blow it up with him in it yeah that's not a threat they blow up all of his armors yeah but then what is he going to do then because it's just i don't know the mandarin like the mandarin is just a weird character in general so i liked what they did with it to be like because it's supposed to be like the mythical like right east meets like the technological west yeah so it's like even though the Mandarin wasn't the Mandarin, like it's still you still pulled one over him. Yeah, I just don't like the twist. God, I wasn't whatever. a fan of the twist. Whatever, I like it. But we can get off that. Keep doing what it. you're doing. Um, but regardless, Tom Holland may have spilled some beans, saying there may be more one shots down the pike. So if okay. you're a fan of them, hey, maybe you get more of them down the future. We don't know. Maybe that's just Tom Holland playing a game, playing a little game on the circuit. On that press Maybe. junket circuit. Maybe. Don't know. We'll see. We? In the future. Shall see. Uh, speaking of DVD sales, JT. Moving right down the list of this news. Okay. Have you seen any of the DC direct-to-DVD animated features? Uh, maybe. The likes of Superman Doomsday or Under the Red Hood. I think I saw that or one. Or Crisis on Two Earths. Or Justice League War. Or Justice League Doom, or Batman Bad Blood, or Batman. I'm sure I saw a few of those. Any of those? <laughs> yeah. Well, come uh, a week before the Justice League movie hits theaters, Warner Brothers is releasing a 30 pack, <laughs> a Fuck. 30 pack animated feature of all of the films, plus something that maybe you might not be able to get by itself. A new feature from Bruce Timm, the creator of Batman the Animated Series, uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. I'm assuming you could be able to find it on the internet somewhere if it's not released. 
But if you don't have them, get that 30-pack, JT. Get that 3-pack. Probably only cost you $200. I'm not going, no. I have all of them anyway. Okay. If you were ever curious, some are garbage. <laughs> I'm sure they're all. <laughs> uh, so check that out. A big, uh, big tease before the Justice League. Where animation out. is DC Strong Suit. It is. I like it. Even though at one point during their tenure doing these animated features, the yeah. animation style changed, and I'm not a fan of it. They made. The animation, I guess, is fine, but the character designs, not fine. I didn't like that whatsoever. So, mm. that's just my hum humble opinion. My humble opinion. Uh, JT, more DC news. Yes. Saw that it was rumored, I don't know if this is true, this is, I'm taking this with a big grain of salt, that Warner Brothers is looking to do a Superman Red Sun I did read about this. Live action feature. Now, if anyone doesn't know, Superman Red Sun is an alternate take on Superman in which instead of landing in Kansas when he was an infant, he lands in Mother Russia. Yeah. And grows up to be the head of the communist state as this big overarching supervillain. And uh, there's different takes on like Wonder Woman, uh, different take on Batman. He's got that sweet... Like Batman, like hat, like the fuzzy hat with the ears on it. Oh, jeez. You know what I mean? You know, it's like your winter hat, but oh, it's got that's awesome. It's got like Batman ears on it. Oh my god! And Lex Luthor is the hero for the USA. It's pretty sweet. It's actually really good. Uh, it's one of sweet. Mark Miller's, the creator of Kickass. Yeah, uh, one of his best things that he's ever done. Be cool. But I don't think with the current slate of DC things down the pipeline, yep. and this is ever going to be a People thing. People get super confused very easily. Yeah. We're like, so what, now he's from Russia? I don't get it. Is this going to be part of the next one? <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow this yeah. at all. So wait, the last time he was a good guy. Now he's a bad guy in Russia? And then what? So he's going to be a bad guy from now on? <laughs> That's actual things that people ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially from around here. <laughs> from around here, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't ever seeing them doing this. I don't see how the rumor even picked up any steam. It'd be cool to see. It, I would love to see it. Because I would love to see just a play on the story that everybody already knows. Yeah. So, if anyone doesn't know the Superman story by now, like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Infants come out knowing what the Superman story is. I asked Macy. She, she told me verbatim. Wow. Like, from the beginnings. From the beginnings. She was like, I don't even need to fucking watch Smallville. I know the whole thing. Yeah, she even said fucking. Jesus. I was like, that's inappropriate. You really we'll need to later. rain. You gotta rein her in. Maybe I should watch my tongue. Rein her in. Maybe I should tell Chelsea Danger to quit cussing around the kid. God damn it. She's got a dirty mouth. She does have a fucking dirty mouth. <laughs> Superman Red Sun. <laughs> No. Calling it right now bullshit. I would like to see an animated feature of it, though. All right. That'd be sweet. After the 30-pack. <laughs> Get that 30-pack, babe. 31-pack. Uh, JT, uh, today, if you're listening, Thursday, the yeah. Inhumans trailer will drop. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I'm... I'm far from excited for this. Yeah. But I am morbidly curious on how this think, is going to look. I read more than the premiere is. I think it's like sometime in September. Yeah, like late the, September. The IMAX premiere or whatever it is. No, on TV it's supposed to be like late September. Oh, really? Yeah. But they're doing the IMAX. I don't know when that first. is. Hold on, let me look it up. All right. Keep going. I'll look it up. So, yeah, what has me going on this is my morbid curiosity on what any of this in motion is going to look like. Because the only thing I've seen of it are weird set photos and like that weird Entertainment Weekly group photo. Yeah, with photo the that chick did wearing the worst wig ever. Worst wig since Kate Mara yeah. from Fantastic Four. So, I don't know. I Friday, September 29th. The IMAX one comes out? No, the... Oh, the TV Yeah, premiere. the two-hour premiere. All right. Which, oh, God, a Friday... A Friday release date on TV is like a death wish. Yeah. Because nobody watches TV on Fridays. They're out and about. That's when they like, throw out like those like shows where it's like it gets decent ratings, but like they don't want to like have it bogged down with like their shows that really good 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 viewings. Right. You need to come out on a like Thursday, Wednesday, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Sundays is pretty good for TV. Yeah. Fridays. Get oh yeah, here. they don't. Have, they have no faith in this shit. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna suck. I'm surprised it even got as far as it did. Well, we'll see. Regardless, we'll add it to our pilots. God, pilots review. Uh, pilots episode. Pilot season. Pilot season episode. Pilot. What? Test pilot. That's what we called God. it. We got there. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> it's only our show that we made up. <laughs> uh. JT, remember when I brought up a while ago about Russia having its own team of superheroes called, like, the Guardians or something? Yeah, I saw this, too. And uh, it's, like, the one where a guy has, like, curvy swords and... Yep, there's the a bear, bear hulk. He has a bear man. <laughs> well, that is coming to the United States mm -hmm. uh, on Blu-ray and DVD this September. Ooh, might have to add it to the docket. Add it to the docket. I want to do real bad. Let's do it. Real bad. Let's see what we got going on in September. What what day what day in September does it come out? I couldn't find like a real date. I just saw in Sept. Alright. I think I might ha let me look. Okay. I'm looking up September. The only thing we have at the end of the month is Kingsman two. Ooh. So bring it on. I'm into it. Let's see. I know I have it on here somewhere. Sept. In Sept. September 5th. September 5th. Ooh, beginning of the month. Yep. Oh, man. We can actually do that on the 6th, then, if we watch it in time. Yeah. I'll put Russian Guardians. Because <laughs> I don't remember what it's actually called. I think it's just called The Guardians. Russian Guardians DVD. Woo-wee! Hopefully they have it on, like, uh, we can, like, rent it or something. Yeah, because I don't know if I want to buy it or not. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I'll wanna, just I don't get it on demand. It. it probably comes out digital even faster, you would yeah, think. Yeah, it's just called Guardians. All right, right on. Or Zatschniki. For the... For Russian... For the Russian... <laughs> our Russian, Russian audience. Our Russian audience, yeah. <laughs> There's so many of them. Uh... Last bit of news I got, JT. Maybe a bit of hot news. Oh, cool it down. 
No, I'm going to heat this back up. Uh, I brought up a few weeks ago, maybe about a couple months ago at this point, that uh, the streaming game is afoot with all of these streaming services with Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu and the CW app and CBS All Access. There's so many things out there. Well, there's one big thing that hasn't stepped its foot into the game yet, and that company's name is Facebook. Facebook is looking to get into the streaming service game with its own original content. Okay. Uh, According to the Wall Street Journal, reputable source, they are already in talks with major studios aiming at a uh, demographic of 13 to 34 age group. Okay. Focusing on reality, comedy, drama, and avoiding controversial or mature content. So, so I don't care. No, I don't <laughs> care at all. But it... I, I assumed that would be the demographic. Yeah, how would they aim for people like, uh, like, uh, in like from like their 20s and 30s and not have like some kind of like mature, mature content? Con- I have yeah. no idea. It's going to be like just the most sterile, bland thing that reaches everybody. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you they're doing it just because... Uh, advertisers won't be weary of putting their shit on there. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that they... uh, Like, the only thing I can see them, like, making work with that kind of restriction is, like, reality. Because reality is always very, very vanilla when it comes to, like, content like that. But, I don't know, like, writing your own content for, like, comedy or drama, unless there's, like, some kind of, like, underlying sexual innuendo or some sort of thing like that like you're it's gonna be very very vanilla yeah very vanilla yeah not even vanilla because i like vanilla very unflavored yeah (laughs) or you'd have to be like very witty if you're gonna make a comedy without mature content yeah like very witty right and people can't make that kind of witty shit now yeah (laughs) there's people that have like all the mature content in the world and still can't make shit funny. Yeah. Well, like, even look at Jim Gaffigan. He runs a clean show. Yeah. But, like, not everybody is Jim Gaffigan. No. And how much Jim Gaffigan can you watch before you're just like, oh, I need something else? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And with dramas, even, like, how... it, It would just be, like, teen novel yeah. not like hunger games or anything like that but like young adult like novel adaptations of just yeah. like people pining for each other I know. but they can't have sex because they're underage yeah like even if like watching netflix like all their original stuff like they they'll throw in scenes of like tits for no reason <laughs> no reason yeah uh what was i gonna say oh but with the ads i was gonna say if if their um stuff is a white bread as we think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, if advertisers can run on it, then Facebook subscription could be free. You would just have to have a Facebook account. Yeah. And so that could be very beneficial to Facebook's yeah. uh, game, where it's a free subscription base. Yeah. And there's two... I just saw it today. There's two billion subscribers to Facebook. Oh, yeah. The biggest thing in the world is oh, Facebook. Yeah. So... 
You'd have to be advertisers like licking their chops to get on that shit. No shit. Even bigger than Super Bowl ads. Yeah, if they get that and then they're able to like get some content out there that's like interesting that people will actually watch, like right. that's pretty powerful shit. Right. And it'd be ads almost catered to your search history. Yeah. Because Facebook's all in that shit. Oh yeah. Um even if it was a paid subscription with two billion people looking for like original content, because there's somebody that would pay for it. Yeah. Who knows how much it would be for two billion people on there? It'd probably be three bucks, four bucks, yeah, a month or whatever. And that would still be in direct competition with like Netflix, which is like the largest streaming service out there. Which is scary. But it's still got to put out s- stuff that people want to see. Good content, yeah. right? Uh, so that's not like Crackle. <laughs> Crackle runs ads and it's still garbage. Yeah, like, I just saw they. I just saw they put like their uh, TV show based off of Snatch on there, and I still don't want to watch it. Every Rob Schneider movie ever is on Crackle. <laughs> the figures. It's <laughs> <He's> anti-vaxer. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Schneider! <laughs> um, they already have stuff in the works. JT, they've already had a partnership with BuzzFeed for a while to make original content. Okay. And, well, not that having a partnership with BuzzFeed is the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, it's better the other way around. BuzzFeed has a partnership with Facebook. Yeah. But they have content coming out the ass. Like, they yeah. have BuzzFeed red, blue, yellow, just a bunch of shit. Some of it is pretty, I don't know. I watch some BuzzFeed stuff, but it's not for everybody. Especially not when you reach the higher age range, like yeah. 35 years old or whatever, which I guess the demographic isn't what they're aiming for. Um, and they also have a drama coming out called Strangers that's already in the works. Oh my God. And a game show called Last State Standing. And they will uh, coming out by episode by episode basis. And people in Rhode Island, they're going to go through real fast. <laughs> I have no idea what the game show even is, but uh, I was surprised to see that they're already on something to make something without really like a bigger announcement, I suppose. Well, I got to get the ball rolling. Yeah, I guess. But uh, so what's your like m- big impression of Facebook entering all this shit? I, I don't know. Unless I see like what they're willing to offer, I, it's hard to judge i don't know there's so much competition out there streaming wise too yeah the one big thing i would have for them if if it was free yeah but you know can you imagine though like going through your feed and just having video after video after video i already get that now yeah i know but like (laughs) just multiply it yeah like i don't know and it'd be probably more ad heavy with promoted shit oh yeah god i don't know I'm already not on Facebook a lot anyway. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not against this cuz I think it's a smart decision for Facebook. Yeah. I mean they got to find a way to bring in the bring in the money and stay relevant. Yeah. That's another big jump that Facebook has. I'm surprised Twitter hasn't tried to make make something cuz they're the ones that are that are, they're the ones that are like desperate for some kind of ad revenue. Yeah. But Twitter's it would still be hard. Yeah. For, like, short burst stuff. Like, are you going to watch some long-form shit on Twitter? Yeah. Well, I always heard, like, that rumor where they were going to try and, like, stream, uh, like, base- like baseball games and, like, different games and stuff. Right. 
Which I don't think... For them, that would be smart, especially like, if they did it in a way where it's like they put ads in and they also have like like n- well-known people's tweets like scrolling on the bottom and stuff. Yeah, on a ticker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or like even like, uh, like award shows, like the Oscars yeah. or the Emmys or mm-hmm. whatever stuff. That would be the same shit. Like, yeah. Because they already own Periscope. Yeah. It'd be a good like cross-promotion with all that shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. We need to get on that shit. So we, we, I don't think we can decipher the internet in a day, Troy. <laughs> well, we could give it a good shot. We tried. Uh, that's all the news I got, JT, I think. All right. Yes, it is. Got a so few. what do you got? I got a few things. I got a few things. Troy, that 007. James Bond. James Bond. Bond. Lots of, uh, lots Bond? of different characters involved in James Bond. So much so that the producers are talking about, guess what, Troy? Better be dramatic. Making a universe out of it. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> did that? Did you can pick up the thunder on the mic. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see Damn. back and we'll see when Damn. we listen to it. All right, sweet. But yeah, the the producers of James Bond thinking of making James Bond an all around universe. Okay. Uh, we'll see. You know what I would be in for if they're going to make a James Bond universe since we just got done seeing Moonraker not too long ago? What's that? I want to see an origin for Jaws. Nah, I'm out. I want to see, <laughs> like, why is he obsessed with biting people? Where'd he get his Jaws? <laughs> yeah. Why does he move so slow when he dresses like a clown? <laughs> uh, I don't know. 007 universe. If you know what would be cool if 007 wasn't the only popular like code code number or whatever like if there was other ones out there like yeah. 001345 yeah. and you get like adventures with them and then they cross paths once in a Ooh, while. Oh man. I could see that'd be cool, but 007's the only make fancy a, one. <laughs> like make like an MI6 universe where it's just a bunch of 00 random numbers. Yeah. Why not? Man. Get up to 10, it's 010. O double one. Oh, yeah. 010. Ought. Ought one ought. Ought, ought one ought. His number looks like a penis, pretty much. <laughs> Just a dick and balls. Yeah, a dick with two balls on each side. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. <laughs> uh, Troy, you were wondering about. The, that Batman, new Batman movie. Yes. Like, what kind of take are they going to take on that Cape Crusader? Yeah. What's it going to be like? Well, tell me. Director Matt Reeves came out and s- talked about the style of which he's trying to base his new Batman off of. Yeah. And he said, quote, it's going to be noir-driven and detective-like. Okay. So it's going to be very, like, based in noir and okay. it's going to be more of like the, not the more action Batman, and more like the detective, like, I, seeking out. And I, think, I know you said that that was the version you were looking for. Yeah, I think a lot of people are pining for some of that, too. To see just more of the world's greatest detective yeah. do detecting. Like a masked Sherlock Holmes. Yes! That dresses like a crazy person. Yeah. And sometimes murders people. <laughs> depending on what movie you're in. 
all of them. All of them. <laughs> but yeah, I I would be down to see like a more detective driven. Like if they do, I don't know who's the big bad in the next Batman movie, but what if they do like a Riddler type thing? Yeah, that'd that, be cool. That ends itself to being more of a detective story. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm into it. For it. Bring it to me, Matt Reeves. All right. Bring it to me, Matt. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Anyways. <laughs> Troy, got some Justice League rumor. What? For ya. Or open that mail. Okay, good. Apparently, in the next, in the first Justice League movie. Oh my god, I thought we were already going to the next one. <laughs> I guess they're going to release that the big bad is not going to be just Steppenwolf. What? But also an evil Superman. Oh. I guess there's some footage floating around there where they show uh, Superman in black suit with a beard and a mullet. Yes. <laughs> and he's got like red shiny eyes and he's like pointing them right at the Justice League. Red shiny eyes. And a mullet. Yeah. A mullet? Apparently. This isn't ru- this is rumors. This is rumors. Okay. They're saying that there might be another uh trailer for Justice League and they might unveil this new Superman in this latest trailer that's going to come out sometime soon. Hmm. Hmm. I would advise maybe against if this is true. Yeah. I would advise against doing the Superman trailer reveal. Yeah. You know how BVS did? Oh yeah. They revealed Doomsday. They showed everything. Everything. We're seeing it with Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Showing a lot. Take a play out of Star Wars book. There you go. Don't show much at all. Good. Yeah. Leave a little bit to be wowed at at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be much more for that. Do, now when they now when you say evil Superman, are you saying that there's two of them or Superman? No, like Superman comes back and he's like pissed. Like he's Got just it gone nuts still as just as murderous as he yeah was in previous as he movies. was in previous just now that he's he's taken he's taking credit for it <laughs> I don't now know. he's the emo version of himself like spider-man 3 style yeah. with a mullet better have that mullet can yeah. get that 90s superman mullet there you go it was glorious with a beard too he'll be so hairy i know i would be I down to see it you know what i want to see it as I much was... as i'm not for superman i want to see it I was a huge fan when right before D or yeah, I think it was right before DC comics did their DC rebirth. Yeah. The original Superman showed up. Yeah. And he had a beard, Ooh. but he had short hair, but he had a beard Yeah, and it made him look like a fucking tough ass lumberjack. Dude, beards make the man sometimes. They really do. Yeah. <sighs> I wish he kept it. He didn't, because I would mess with his classic look, but that beard was in, babe. It is. Should have kept it. It is. Should have kept it. I don't know. We'll see. And also, in Kingdom Come, Superman has a beard in it as well. Shit. They find him at the Fortress of Solitude, and he just becomes a farmer up there, and he's just got... Farms ice? Well, he's (laughs) terraformed it Uh. to grow crops. But he has long hair and a beard. He kind of looks like Jesus almost. But uh, 
Right on. Looks pretty sweet. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Troy, that Han Solo solo film. Yeah. Not doing good right now. Nuh uh. It's in hot water. We lost uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yep. And uh, now, word's getting out there that uh, old execs up at Lucasfilm are not too pleased with the performance of Alden Ehrenreich as the title character. I've heard some a bit about this. In fact, they, I think they've just ordered him a. Uh, they just ordered him a acting coach. Oh shit! Yeah. A little too late in the game, I think, for this. I right? know. You think if this if this shit was going down before this, that they would actually try and do this earlier? Right. I don't know. Maybe Phil Lord and Chris Miller were like actually working with him, and now that the studio's more in play with it, they're just like, oh fuck, he can't act for shit. Well, what else? What all has he been in? He's been in Hail Caesar. He was in Hail Caesar, um, where he was kind of goofy in that. Yeah, I, I heard that he was in something else. It was like a British film, but I don't know. But yeah, not too much no. before this. And from what I hear, that the Chris Miller, uh, well, the Lord Miller version was kind of campy and almost a little meta on itself. Yeah, like somebody else like uh, compared it to like Ace Ventura. Like, yeah, I heard like an Ace Ventura. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really goofy. But I wonder if that's somebody like in the studio doing that comparison. Hmm. Like it's like, yeah, it's like be. Ace Ventura, you know, like a comedy. Like he's coming out of a rhino's butthole. Yeah. Like, I think you're just missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, as much as I like Lord Miller's work, like if they were going that kind of campy, goofy route, I don't, I don't think it fits. Yeah. Granted, I don't want to see like the same tone for every movie, but I feel like that's way still out of place for Star Wars. Yeah, I think I don't know with with Disney. I feel like they have like a set formula for all of their movies, and in some ways it's good because you, you're going to get that crowd pleasing movie every time. Right. But in in another sense, like it kind of sucks because you're not going to get any kind of original idea out of it. It's just going to be the same stuff. Like maybe a few new ideas here and there that are like either visually appeasing, a ple- uh-huh. like pleasing, or just like a small story thing here and there where it's like, oh, that was kind of cool right. for like a few seconds. Right. But you're not gonna get like that super inventive film out of Disney. Right. Yeah. They want to appeal to the masses. Yeah. Even though they still haven't done that sometimes. Yeah. John Carter. <laughs> or the Lone Ranger movie. But no, that's like that's like one-offs like for them. Like that's just like something they can do. I'm talking about their universes. Like they don't want to sure. fuck up their universes at all. Right. Well, why would you? I mean, they're yeah. the big thing right now, that's making true. you tons of money. That's true. So, it's hard to like argue cuz you see both points so easily. Yeah. I think like yeah, if you're if you're a director and you want to do your own thing, don't accept a big studio film where it's like a universe where they're going to be dead set in their ways to make sure that shit goes right. Yeah. Even though it's got to be fun to play with those toys. Like... Yeah. I... You have... But even though... Uh, who's doing episode eight right now? Gareth Edwards? Or is it somebody else? No. Eight is the guy that did... Um, shit. The guy that did Looper. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember his name, but anyway, what I'm going to say is that 
he's come out and said that he's had as much freedom doing episode eight as he had with any of his own movies. Yeah. Which I was like, find it really hard to believe, but if he has, maybe, maybe he has, but maybe that's just kind of like the movie he already kind of makes. Yeah. So. Well, maybe it's just like, cause like maybe his vision of like what they want was kind of similar to what they want because I guess Lord Miller have come out and said that like at the beginning, like they were like very upfront and like, we're like, we want you to do your vision of this movie. Like we want you to do what you want to do. And then just out of nowhere, like they were just like, we don't like this. Do this instead. And they were like, no. I'm like, okay, well then you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're obviously fired. <laughs> uh, so I think it's just it's a matter of being able to work within their within their uh, boundaries of what they want of like their vision. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's some directors out there that are just like, oh yeah, sure, I don't mind, I can do that. And there's yeah. other ones that are like, no, I want it done this way. Yeah. My. Storm is picking up outside, JT. I'm going to get some... This is going to be a very dramatic episode. <laughs> but anyway, going back to your original set of news, Alden Eidenreich getting the acting coach. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Which, quite surprising. I know. There's not a lot of good things coming out of this film. So nah. I want to see what they... There's. I think there's even like word about them maybe even pushing it back to 2019 even. The whole 20, year? Or 2018, yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like later in the year or even like the n- the next year because they were they're so like they don't know what to do. <laughs> well, it's coming out, isn't it? Coming out earlier in the year, like in March or something. It's or... coming out in the summer. Like that's this is like their first summer release, right? And it's not their usual winter one. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I'm not entirely pumped for it. I'm tired, or uh, I'm stoked to see Donald Glover as Lando. Oh yeah, but otherwise, yeah, no, I'm not super invested into it like I was with the other ones. But yeah, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see. We time will tell. We we'll see. Well, Troy, no big surprise here. Uh, Sony <laughs> came out. <laughs> God damn it! And Sony. said, uh, yeah, that you know that uh, that that. When we said that that Venom movie is going to be part of the MCU, yeah, we weren't completely telling the truth. Ah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why they came out with that. Uh. They said, well, they said she was misquoted. She okay. said, Even yeah, we she heard was part. Quote. Yeah, she said no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say it was part of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I said it was part of Marvel. Shut the no, fuck up. You're just trying to piggy bank off of Marvel. Yeah. It's... Shut up. Yeah. I guess so they probably got a verbal spanking. And they're like, you better fucking set this right. <laughs> well, I guarantee you that video that we watched where Kevin Feige, you can almost see him audibly gulp. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're the same. <laughs> that he went to the higher ups at Disney and they made a very important phone call being like, Step the fuck off. <laughs> no. Yeah. I do not think so. Do you know how many lawyers Disney owns? <laughs> All of them. All of them. Even <laughs> yours. <laughs> Holy shit. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall on that phone call. Just yeah. a guy. They Rip resurrect <laughs> Walt Disney to make the phone call. Don't fuck with my money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making an empire here! Uh, Troy, uh, we brought it up when the trailer came out. The Big Sick, Kamel Nanjiani's yeah. newest film. Yes. 
Gus made some history what? over the past weekend, averaging, uh, nabbing the year's highest theater average. Really? Yes. It made uh, $435,000. Okay. Out of five theaters. Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good for yeah. five theaters. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's getting pretty good buzz, I think, so far. I want... There's no way we're going to be able to see it around here, is Oh, there? no, probably not. God damn it. But, uh, we'll see. What is this? Uh-oh. Emergency alert. Tornado warning in this area till 9.15 p.m. All right. Uh, we got time. Okay. <laughs> if, so, if, th if a tornado starts coming, Troy, just let me know, and then we'll... We'll pause it. Solid. Well, we're right across the street from the fire station, which will blow the whistle. They which will, will blow the whistle if there is a tornado. <laughs> which we will not like be here. able to unhear. That's so true. We'll That's be okay. True. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Troy? Yes. Got some making a murderer news. Lay it on to me. keep up on that shit. I guess, uh, good news. Brendan Dassey's uh, conviction has been officially overturned. See, Danger just told me about this yesterday. Exciting stuff. The man is gonna be free. He's a free man. Free Dassey. Free to do all of the WrestleManias in the yeah. world. My shirt is officially useless. <laughs> Brendan Dassey is free among the masses. Yes. I'll rejoice. Good. What about uh, Steven? Probably still in jail. Who cares? He's an asshole. <laughs> Last bit of news, Troy. Last bit. Jurassic World. Yes. Just put out its title for this coming movie. Right. The subtitle. Jurassic right. World colon Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. All right. Yep. Colin Powell as Chelsea Jurassic Danger. Jurassic World say. colon Powell? Yeah. I would see that movie. Yeah, I want to see what he does. With it. <laughs> so, Troy, what are your thoughts? What do you think the Fallen Kingdom is going to be? Uh, I, I have no idea. Because I... Is it going to be like Jurassic Park 2 and 3? Where they go back and they just see that it's destroyed? Maybe, I don't know. See, I always thought like a cool... Like, if you're going to make, like, a cool Jurassic Park or Jurassic World sequel... Yeah. Like, do, like, a thing where, like, you've been gone for a while and you come back and there's, like, a new civilization of people that are, like, working with dinosaurs. Oh, man. Like, it's almost like its own prehistoric civilization on these islands. Like, how... With, like, people, like, work, like hunting and, like, like w living with dinosaurs. How far out are you talking? I don't know, but like, I don't like. I think it'd be cool. Like, get like, like your own kind of prehistoric man in modern times, where like the army comes in contact with them, but then they're like, they're like one with the dinosaurs, sure. so they're like working with them and shit. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Part of me just wants them to go just crazy with it. Yeah. Like maybe not to the point where. Shut up. They're, I know there's one. They're uh, doing what they were rumored to do with people, dinosaur hybrids. Yeah. But, like... Oh, yeah, weren't they, like... Wasn't, like, the freaking like, evil Asian doctor guy, like, trying to, like... Yeah. Combine, like, yeah. dinosaur DNA? 
Oh my god! Just like do like a weird like Island of Doctor Moreau dinosaur. <laughs> The, uh, so, yeah, maybe, like, just go crazy, have dinosaurs, like, get off the island somehow, and, like, go to the next available continent, and just start, like, taking over. It's just, like, and taking just, like, over? <laughs> yeah. And they're just, like, running amok, they're, like, crashing everything, and, like, now they own the Earth again. I don't care what they do in the next one, it just needs... I just need to hear those three magic words. Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> all I need to hear. That's all I need. Yeah, that's good. That's all. That's all I need. Just give me that. Just... <laughs> yes. That's it. Yes. Well, I don't know. I'm not as stoked about the sequel to Jurassic World as maybe... I don't know. I feel like I probably feel the same about as everybody does. I don't know how much people are looking forward to the sequel now that it's like been redone and like time has passed and they're yeah. like, it kind of just is just like Jurassic Park. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm over we'll it. We'll see. We'll see. Over so it. So you're 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 done with you're washing your hands of Jurassic Park. I'll see it still. But. Yeah. We'll probably still review it on here. Probably. That's <laughs> right. It's all my news. Before we get started in the essentials from here, I do have a, two bits. Two bits? Got two bits. People die and it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. All right. Try. Good job. Thank you. Uh, first bit, Troy. Young age, age 28. Oh, my God. He committed suicide. Oh, no. Uh, Henry Duschendorf. Who? If you don't know who that is, don't. he was one of the twins that played baby Oscar in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, no. Yeah. That's too bad. Yep. The fame got to him. One of the baby Oscars died. Well, that sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. That's too bad. But, uh... Is it, were they in anything else after Ghostbusters 2? Probably not. I don't know. I, oh, that's no. The only credit they really had was the baby Oscar from uh, Ghostbusters 2. Alright. But, hey. It's too bad. It, life gets to you. The life gets to you. The life... Gets to you. It gets to you. <laughs> uh, next one, Troy. Yeah. Uh, Swedish actor Michael Nyquist. Okay. If you don't know who he was, he was he played uh, Michael Blom Blomqvist in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Okay. He was also the main villain in uh, Mission Impossible Five, I think. I don't remember what is five the last one. <sighs> Ghost Protocol, I think, was it? So, maybe. I don't remember. And he was the main villain in John Wick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Died of lung cancer at age ah. 56. Still too young, though. Too young. Still too young. Had more of his... Like, almost half his life in front of him. I know. But... Well, 
Those are two people that were sorely missed from this world. Yes. Death is no laughing matter. It is not. So we'll move on to something else so we let's, can laugh. Let's do something where we can enjoy ourselves. Uh, let's move into a segment we do every week called, you know, it's done. Thunderstorm edition. <laughs> Uh, this is where we talk of the newest trailers that came out this week. Uh, New-ish, because sometimes we just watch whatever. But uh, I have two trailers, JT. I, I have... I might have three? Oh my god. We'll see. Always trying to one-up me. You're such a stinker. Well, I got one. Uh, a Bad Mom's Christmas trailer just dropped yeah, yesterday. It looks fucking awful the worst <laughs> no this makes me not want to watch the first one <laughs> good because it is not it uh, i even watched the red band trailer thinking Ugh. like there would be more to it that i'd be like in store for yeah like i just cringed at like how bad it probably will be in the trailer like the red band trailer no good i don't think there's anything funny in the trailer nah Nothing nah. funny in the trailer. <laughs> Nothing. It is gonna land with a This movie makes thud. me hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But uh yeah, this looks no good. No. No, no good bueno. at all. Puts a stain on the franchise of bad moms. Ugh. <laughs> uh the second trailer I have yeah. is a movie called The Foreigner. Starring yep. Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan. It's just a little synopsis yeah. the trailer here. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie Chan's daughter dies in what looks like a terrorist explosion. Mm -hmm. And he is looking to find the names of the terrorists from Pierce Brosnan because he works for some sort of intelligence agency. Yeah. And it... Pierce Brosnan either doesn't know or is withholding information from Jackie Chan, then Jackie Chan will go to... There is no length that yeah. he will not go to to find those names. And that's what seems like the movie's going to be about. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen either one of these guys in anything lately. Yeah. I guess Jackie Chan was just in a... I just saw a DVD at Walmart with him starring in it. Oh, like shit. some Chinese movie that the he The last thing in. I heard of him being in is that Karate Kid and that was a while ago. Not a long time ago. But, uh... That was back when Jaden Smith was not even a person. Or a <laughs> regular man. He was still a kid. <laughs> right. I... I, But I'm intrigued by this movie. I think it's not going to be... Very good? I don't know. I, I don't think I I've ever seen... Ja I haven't seen Jackie Chan in, like, a role like this. No, I haven't either. Like, he's usually being, like, goofy or something in some form. Yeah, and he, he's playing it very serious. Yeah. And almost to the point where he looks like he's doing, like, some nefarious shit. Yeah. And so, I'm, that's got me intrigued. But, like, if you're looking to go see, like, a weird, action-y, like, Jackie Chan doing all his stunts movie, this is not going to be it. Yeah. He's probably doing still his own stunts. Yeah, there still seems like some cool fight stuff that happens in this. Right, but, like, if you've seen any movies of Jackie Chan's in the last 15 years, yeah. he's slowed down a lot. Well, I mean, granted, he's broken bones yeah. and he's 
aging when and you're beating like the shit half out of you. metal rods it's yeah. probably hard to move like you did before right so i think people forget that though they're like jackie chan rush hour he's gonna be doing all this crazy shit i saw a movie he's made after rush hour and it was not as fun to yeah. watch jackie chan yeah so but there you have it i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out yes well, i got two more trailers to add on to you, Troy. Oh, uh, yeah. They put out a new trailer for Hugh Jackman's new film. Right on the corner. the uh, musical? The Greatest Showman, where it, it, it looks like a musical. Okay. Where he plays uh, P.T. Barnum and his origins. Oh, sweet. And it looks, looks kind of fun. I saw a thumbnail of it. It looks fun. Yeah. Him and Zac Efron. <clears throat> okay. In there. All right. I think Zac Efron plays like a trapeze artist or something. Okay, sounds good. But Zac Efron. Yeah, it looks like a musical. Like they they, they, have, they play like one of the songs from it in the uh, trailer, and it's not bad. Good. Uh, people don't forget that Zac Efron used to be in uh, Disney Channel movies, yeah. where he was uh, the star in them. Yeah. High School Musical, I think they were. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman was on Broadway. There you go. Also in Les Misérables. Jean Valjean. They got the chops. Yeah. They got the chops. So I'm curious to see it. Me too. Actually. I'll look it up. Greatest Showman. Uh, next one I got, Troy. Uh, Netflix putting out a trailer for that next Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah? Colon 10. Oh, my word. Thunders is running. Thunder roars. Uh, colon, 10 years later, they catch up with the with the crew from Camp Firewood 10 years after the events of Wet Hot American Summer. The movie. Yeah, the movie. Okay. Well, the show was the first day right. of camp. Okay. This is 10 years. I never finished the first season of that. Yeah, it's it's good, but <laughs> they do have a lot of dead... Po- like, it, it fe- I feel like... First day of camp should have been more of a movie and not a series. Yeah. Because they are they do draw it out quite a bit. Yeah. I could see that. But uh, this is ten years later where they show where, like, all, the, where all of the uh, counselors are okay. in their life. Ten years later. Right on. And it looks pretty much like the same humor from all, all Wet Hot American Summer and First Day of Camp, so... I'm going to watch it. Good deal. I'm on board. Oh, my word. Got water coming in all over the Oh, place. my God. Oh, my God. The Macy birth announcement. No. Not. Oh, no. See, Danger's here for some pounding time. <laughs> She's down to pound. Down to pound. Whoa. <laughs> but no, White Hot American Summer 10 years later. Trailer out. Check it out. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Tell yep. you what. It's wet outside. It's hot in here. Ow! And we're Americans. And it's the summer. We know there's a tornado warning. We're Popped up on up. both of our phones. Yep. We're waiting for the whistle to go off, and then we'll pause it. <laughs> yeah, we'll pause it, and we'll continue it downstairs in the basement. See, danger approves. Uh... Right on. Well, that leads us into what everybody's been waiting for. Main event of the evening. Uh, Edgar Wright's Cornetto Trilogy. Yes. If anyone didn't know, 
Cornetto is a brand of ice cream that is big in the UK. Yeah. Uh, I actually did not know that for whatever reason. Because I had no idea why it was called the Cornetto Trilogy. I knew that involved ice cream because they, I don't know. Like, I I heard that they, like, the first two, like, they eat it. Yeah. And then the sec- and then the third one, well, I won't spoil it. It isn't the third one, but. Sure. I, uh, I knew they all were tied together with ice cream, but I never put together that Cornetto was the brand name of ice cream. Yeah. Until, like, we were doing it for this. Yeah. Like, I just felt like a total dummy. Like, I had no idea why. But um, all the movies are labeled out as uh, Cornetto flavors. Yes. Shaun of the Dead is strawberry. Yeah. To signify the blood and gore of a horror movie. Mm -hmm. The Hot Fuzz movie signified with the original blue packaging, which is vanilla. Yeah. For the cops. Yes. Uh, And World's End is the green uh, mint chocolate chip flavor. Okay. To signify extraterrestrial activity that may be happening in the movie. Maybe minor spoilers for World's End, but uh, these movies are quite a few years old by now. Yeah. Um, how do you want to go about this? Do you want to do spoilers just all around? Uh, we can. I mean, we got three movies to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to tiptoe around it. Sure, yeah. So if you haven't... Chances are, if you haven't seen them by now, you're never going to see them. So. Right. We're just going to dive all into them. Dive into them, indeed. Well, let's start with the beginning. Shaun of the Dead. Actually, if you want to give me the synapses, I could probably synapsize these with one synapsis. All right. Joel, what happened in the Cornetto trilogy? Okay. Well, it involves a man, played by Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. who is put in an environment that he's not too comfortable with. Okay. Uh... Surrounded by a group of individuals that seem to try to uh, get them to their ways. Okay. And then he finds solace in his best friend, usually played by Nick Frost, and a group of other people in avoiding conforming to their ways. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then the fight's on from there. Fight's on. All right. That was a very general blanket statement for all three movies, but it works. It works. (laughs) Uh, Shaun of the Dead, signified with strawberry, uh, budget of $6 million. Uh, box office, I think it's worldwide. I didn't check on this one. Yeah. $30 $30 million box office return. Well done. Quite an impressive return. Even though it's not a huge return, That's quite the percentage is quite high. Yeah, it made yeah. its money back. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 92%. Metacritic, 76%. And Common Sense Media has that at a 3 out of 5. How many buckets is that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I'll look into it. Okay. Um, I don't even remember what that site was. What the fuck it was, was like that from Box last Office week? Mom or something? Box Office Mom. Jesus Christ. God. Why are they raiding in buckets? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, so, Shaun of the Dead, the first entry in the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, first thing I've ever seen of Edgar Wright. Yeah. 
I just want to go right off the top of the bat. I love Edgar Wright's film style. Yeah. I love how he's very kinetic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we already brought it up last week oh, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim or whatever. But I feel like I could see like how Scott Pilgrim perfected all the stuff when Edgar Wright started with like these mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. I love like all like the montagey stuff of like just stuff getting ready. It's just like menial shit. Like yeah. having to go to the bathroom or I whatever. Know. He always is like the like the cool like zoom in montages where it's like zoom in on toilet, zoom in on feet, zoom in on sink, zoom in on door closing. <laughs> yeah, and it's it just makes everyday things look way more interesting. Yeah, um, and then as the films go on, like more interesting things happen. Yeah, yeah. To do those like things. the only one that wasn't made before Scott Pilgrim out of the Cornetto trilogy was World's End because I think he made Scott Pilgrim, then he made World's End right. after that. Yeah, uh, but completely different. Like World's End fits way more in to these movies, like with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, than it does with Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, but what I like didn't remember on this rewatch is actually how gory Shaun of the Dead is. Oh yeah. Like it's definitely like a comedy, like disguised as a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like at one point where the guy gets ripped apart outside of the Winchester. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I forgot. Day of the dead esque type (laughs) ripping apart (laughs) where they reach and joke on it. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot that. And I think Chelsea, um, I don't know if she's seen it before or she forgot, but she was like, oh, she like covered her eyes at that part. Yeah. And yeah, like, they rip him apart. Yeah. And, but like great though, because like that guy needed to die. He was so yeah. annoying. A great foil for mm-hmm. Sean and uh, Nick Frost character. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything you want to say about Sean of the Dead? No. Yeah. This is. Like, uh, I won't say it's my favorite out of the three. I'll let you know when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, this is a strong one in there. I yeah. really enjoy it. It's, uh, I don't like the, I love the Cornetto trilogy because they kind of follow the same story for all three, but they're told in entirely different ways. Yeah. And I, like, just, like, watching them in very close succession like this, like, really draws that out to me, and I think it's really fucking cool. Yeah. And, like, with this one where it's, like, it almost kind of seems like the foil is kind of a, the foil for all three of them is kind of a, like a reflection as to like what's wrong with what the, what Simon Pegg's character is in uh-huh. it. Like with this one, like he's just kind of lazy and wandering through life and then he gets plagued with a bunch of flesh eating people that wander through streets. Right. So like, that's like what Shaun of the Dead is. And then it's him basically trying, having to, uh almost grow up like in a day right because he has people that depend on him yeah i found that really cool too and all this one i think is well i don't know i was gonna say if it was like the most funny but like i i really have a soft spot for this movie like yeah i i i really i i think i know what your favorite is and i think it's dinosaur neil's favorite too because they neil and my brother, uh, my other brother, Corey, <laughs> quote it all the time. <laughs> but we'll get to that just a little bit. But um, I really, I really like Shaun of the Dead quite a bit. And on this viewing, I realized, like, how much I liked it. Yeah. 
Oh, um, yeah. I had a blast watching it uh, over again. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing Nick Frost's character just... Is just such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, anytime he shows up in a scene, he always just is like, What's up? <laughs> I like uh, that he has, like, a soft spot for Sean's mom. I really like that. Like, yeah. he really wants to bang her or whatever it is. Or just give Sean shit about it. And that they just hate his stepdad. Yeah. I, re- I really like that, too. Also, like, in the whole trilogy, that there's, like, not only Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are in it, and they play different characters, but there's w- other reoccurring actors in this as well. Yeah. Like, I forgot that, um... Uh... Oh, shit. Bilbo. What's his fucking yeah, name? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Mar- Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. He's in all three of them. He's in all three movies. Mm-hmm. And now he's, like, this huge star, and, like, yeah. I totally forgot you were in these. I mean, I remembered he was in World's End. Mm-hmm. Because he's closer, and he's like a, yeah. one of the main characters. Oh man! Yeah, uh, and then his stepdad is also in all three of them as well. Yeah, like that's in. I think he's a Dad. voiceover in World's End, though. Is he? Yeah, I think. Oh, you yeah, might be right. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I I like that. It's almost like an anthology series. It's almost like uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, where like <laughs> they just use the same yeah, actors they use the same and they people. play them out yeah. in different ways. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Like, even, like, going through World's End where, like, they take a lot of, like, the cast and, like, put them in the forefront where you're like, I think I saw you in the other two, too. You just weren't, like, as big of a part as you are in this. Right. I'm going to look up to see which actors were actually in it all the way through. Because I just read it, like, not that long ago, and it'll drive me nuts if I can't. But no, like one another thing that I like about Edgar Wright's, especially like in the Cornetto trilogy, is that like he'll pretty much give you the the plot to the whole movie within the first five to ten minutes. Yeah, in almost every one of his movies, <laughs> I love it. Like in very small doses, like he's so good at just like blatant foreshadowing, but then like not like pointing out that it's gonna be that it's blatant foreshadowing. Like it's just out there. Like uh, when uh, him and Sean are like partying like at like a really late hour of the night and then his roommate comes down and is like yells at him and he's like next time I see you you're dead and he is dead next time he sees him <laughs> uh, okay I got the list I got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost obviously and then Julia Deacon who's um, the mother of Yvonne in Shaun of the Dead uh, Mary Porter in Hot Fuzz and the B&B landlady in World's End Yeah. Uh, Martin Freeman is in all three of them Bill Nighy is in all three of them. Yep. Uh, Rafe Spall, who plays one of the Andes in Hot Fuzz yep. and one of the friends yeah, he's in one of the World's friends. End. Yep. And then Patricia Franklin um, is the spinster in Shaun of the Dead. Annette Roper in Hot Fuzz and the upsta- upstairs beehive lady. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't either. Must be just some old lady. But anyway... All of those characters are reoccurring, and I and I love that Edgar Wright just like yeah, just come back. We'll just we'll have something for you. No, yeah, but love no, it. it's good. <clears throat> um, anything else you want to say about Shaun of the Dead? Man, I don't know. Like the other, it's hard because like because I've watched them so close in succession. Like it's almost like they all kind of meld together. So I'm trying to like pull out stuff from Shaun of the Dead. What was one of your favorite I, like, moments? Because oh, I. My favorite moment 
Don't is, Stop Me Now pool cue scene. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite moment for sure. And I, as soon as I knew it was coming, like I had the biggest, stupidest grin on my face. And I loved it the whole time it was happening. Then I was laughing and Chelsea Danger was like looking at me like I was a stupid idiot. But I loved it. I loved yeah. that. But no, yeah, I, I, yeah, Shaun of the Dead is really good. And um, is there any um, way that Shaun of the Dead falters, in your opinion? Man, I'm trying to think. I don't know for sure. Ah, because I, I have a, just a small criticism of it. It's kind of slow going in the beginning. A little bit. It's a lot more set up in the beginning. Yeah, like, and then but once it, once. Well, in the first two uh, of these movies, like, both of them don't pick up until you actually see the ice cream cone. And I just put that together, yeah. like, when, on this watch. Because he goes in Shaun of the Dead, he takes his, like, morning stroll to go to the grocery store, picks yeah. up a Coke, and comes back with an ice cream cone, and he's eating it. And then he realizes there's, like, zombies outside. Yeah. And then the movie takes off from there. Yeah. And in Hot Fuzz... They're both eating ice cream cones once they realize that, like, oh, shit. Like, they've kind of, they're on the trail yeah. of, like, finding, like, who's doing all these crimes in the small town. Yeah. But then when they're eating the ice cream, they find out that's like, oh, maybe I'm, somebody made a slip of the tongue and now I need to <laughs> yeah. follow that. And then it picks up from there, too. Good luck catching, catching them killers there. That's the one killer, actually. <laughs> killers there. It's one killer, actually. <laughs> Killer's there. It's one killer, actually. <laughs> uh, Check out his eyes. I'm sorry. I love Hot Fuzz. Um, but no, uh, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. There's just so much. There's just, like, so many, like, small jokes that he throws into all of his movies where, like, they hit you, like, out of nowhere every fucking time. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Just, like, when, like... The the one chick who's like the actor like the actress is like trying to teach him all how to be zombies and oh, she's yeah. like looks at Shaw's mom like oh perfect and she's like oh I'm, I wasn't paying attention oh it's miles away dear <laughs> <laughs> you know the face. actress friend is Etta Candy in Wonder Woman oh shit yeah it's and also it was the uh, British office's Pam oh yeah I guess that yeah I would see that. Yeah, I totally had no idea, because I was like, she looks kind of like she was in Wonder Woman, but I don't think so. Yeah. She's changed quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, there's just so many, like, things in there. Like, when they're throwing the records at the at the uh, zombies in their backyard, and they're, like, going through, like, not that one, not, not, not that one, not that one. <laughs> yeah, sure, throw it. And I'm just like... <laughs> Which I fucking lost my shit because he said Batman soundtrack and he threw it and then I just automatically, automatically thought about you. Or I'm trying to be like, fuck you, you throw that. You stupid assholes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead, really good in my opinion. Still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, also, there's a, I stumbled on it when I was like watching a random YouTube video, but like uh, Nick Frost lays out the whole plot in the very beginning when like he talks about like like, uh, his girlfriend dumping him, where he was like, wake up tomorrow, we'll have Bloody Marys in the morning, which they kill the chick named Mary in their backyard, and yeah. then, like, take a bite at the king's head, which is, that's where, uh, and then, like, that's where, like, his, uh, stepdad gets bitten in the neck, uh -huh. 
And then, uh, shit, there was something else. And then, then it was like, and then bang shots at the Winchester, where like they shoot the Winchester gun. Uh huh. So it's like they lay out like a whole bunch of like key scenes like in the very beginning with him just like laying God out like a bunch it, of like <laughs> just laying out a bunch of like drinks and like what they're gonna do the next day. I love it. Um, well, do you, anything else you want to say about Shaun of the Dead before we move on to Hot Fuzz? Uh, no, just really good. What what would you what would you give Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead, I would give. Uh, I don't know. I would give it. Uh, a B plus. B plus. Yeah, I would give it a B plus. I don't know. I give it maybe A, lower A, like A minus, somewhere in there. Yeah. Because I don't know. I like it. It's just yeah. There is like a few slow parts. Yeah. But I feel like you need that beginning to like show like how much of a loser he is. Yeah. Like in the like to really lay it out. Because even like they went they go through like an entire like normal day of Sean's just to see like. How far he's, like, dropped. Right. And then, then they go into the zombie stuff from there. Right. But, I don't know. I like it. Right on. Um. Okay, here we are. We're back. We're back two days later. <laughs> to finish it up. So, long story short, <laughs> uh, we had a little bit of a storm <laughs> when we were doing this review. We got through Shaun of the Dead. We got, like, halfway through Hot Fuzz, and then... Bang. Power out. Yeah. I don't think it came back to like what, like eleven? I don't even I went to bed before it came <laughs> back on. I can't I woke up and all the lights in my house were on, so I was like, Well, I forgot to turn that shit off. I could not sleep because we have like these big fans in our room and that's the only way we can sleep because it gets so fucking stuffy in my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm just like laying there like Please me. come back on. Please, <laughs> I can't sleep. And then they they came on like around eleven. I'm like, oh thank God, thank God. <laughs> same, same way. Yeah, as me. It was hot as damn. But we're back now. Power back. is restored. Finishing up the review, going into hot fuzz, uh, labeled as the blue cornetto. Yes, the vanilla flavor. I would assume. Yeah, I don't know. Blue. Vanilla. Uh, anyway, uh, the budget of $12 million, double the budget of Shaun of the Dead. Box office total of $80.7 million. Yeah. More than doubled the box office of Shaun of the Dead. Rotten Tomatoes has a 91%. Metacritic, 81. MovieGuide.org gives it three stars. Content of negative three. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't negative know. Negative three content. Yeah, so on movieguide.org, I just looked up, like, other reviews. I, I, well, I looked up Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. And then it had, like, like reviews similar to Hot Fuzz, and it all had, like, content of negative numbers. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> at, at, at one point, I thought it was just a dash, like, content, dash three, so it's a three. But it's not, yeah. because somebody had a zero. Like, content of zero? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I didn't see the movie. <laughs> so, I didn't know if there was any content involved. But uh, here's my review. Zero. Yeah. I'm five stars. Yeah. <laughs> zero out of five. <laughs> Negative three out of five stars. But it had two separate ones. Three stars. Yeah. But a content of negative three. Okay. Movieguide.org on top of its shit. 
making no sense. <laughs> so, anyway, regardless, this is the movie that I'm assuming is your favorite. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. Dinosaur Neil and my brother Corey's. For well. one for one particular reason, and that is Timothy Dalton. <laughs> oh yeah. As Simon fucking Skinner. S- Timothy Dalton is like he the backbone of this ru- movie. <laughs> rules this film. <laughs> he rules the roost. He some does. People say he does everything they do in this. Like he's so smarmy about everything. Just so looming. Like everything he says <laughs> is just so threatening. Over like everything that he says sounds like a threat. Like a very veiled threat. Like when he tells that lady, "I just want to bash your head in to get all your secrets or whatever." It's yeah. like. Jesus Christ! It was like, let us drink to their demise. Don't you mean their memory? Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I also like in Hot Fuzz 2 that it, uh, like, uh, kind of takes from Michael Bay movies and Point Blank at the very end. Yeah. With that helicopter flying over them and they're, like, looking up at it (laughs) in slow motion. Shoots up in the air. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Nick Frost shooting up in the air because they don't want to shoot his dad. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I love they don't like they don't kill anybody at the end. Nah. <laughs> no, nobody dies. And no. you even think like because they go through all of the all of the 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 mug shots at the end, and like even though there's a lot of them that are very maimed. Yes. And <laughs> none of them die. <laughs> uh, Hot Fuzz is also a movie too that I feel like our friend group would like make. Yeah. I can't remember if I said that earlier in the show. We'll find out, <laughs> I guess. But oh, no, I like, cut off, like, right before we got into Hot Fuzz. Okay. But uh, it's like we have an idea of this cool, like, conspiracy movie, but the last of it is just going to be sweet, action-y gunshots yeah. and all that. That's what Hot Fuzz is, and, mm-hmm. I, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, just like Shaun of the Dead, where there's so much, uh, like, foreshadowing into what the ending is going to be like, like, when they have the huge shootout at the end like everyone is almost in the exact same place for where they are in the shootout when he's like walking through the street at the very beginning and everyone's yeah. like hello <laughs> <laughs> yeah this i want to say this well i'll i'll save what i like at at the end i think yeah but uh hot fuzz is definitely great and it uh i guess is more quotable Dinosaur Neil likes to quote this movie oh, all the God. time. So a good. great big bushy beard. Crusty jugglers. <laughs> and almost all of the quotes come back at the end when he when he like comes upon all those like dead bodies and skeletons yeah. and stuff. You just hear the voiceovers of every person that he met or was like used to be in the town or whatever, yeah. no longer there. Even the guy with the great big bushy beard. <laughs> and he finds the living statue and it like acts like it's in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the dead body of it. Oh, it's so good. Hot Fuzz is really good. Yeah. Oh, it's Do you fantastic. have any criticisms with Hot Fuzz? Man, I can't really... I think when I first watched it, I didn't get into it that much. But, like, the more you watch it, like, the more you pick up on, like, the yeah. small jokes here and there. And it really, really just, like, gets into you. I'm exactly the same way. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that was okay. That was good. Yeah. And then on repeat viewings, it, like, definitely gets better every Mm -hmm. time you watch it. Yeah, just everybody. Like, everyone on the police force, like the Andes. Yeah, (laughs) I love the Andes. The Andes (laughs) are a great part in this. Uh, I think I brought it up, like, when we did the review before, but, like, I love the part where they bring up, uh, 
or they're all drinking at the pub, and he's like, oh, everyone and their mums got guns here. And it's like, <laughs> like who? Farmers? Who else? Farmers' mums. <laughs> and then when he comes in the end, like the farmers like shoot like when he gets goes into the town, like the first person that starts shooting at him is like the farmer at the end of town, <laughs> and he subdues him, and then a then then hit the farmer's mom pulls a gun on him. <laughs> My dad grows apples. And raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Hot Fuzz is great. Did we grade uh, Shaun of the Dead? We did. I, um, I cut it off like just right where we uh, graded Shaun of the Dead. Um, I think I would give like Hot Fuzz probably an, a solid A, I yeah. think. I really enjoyed it on this viewing more than I have in previous, as our words described earlier. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I'll give it an A plus because unlike the other two films, like this one, the uh, antagonists actually have personalities that you can oh, latch yeah. onto. Yeah, and, like yeah, I yeah. love, I just love that. Especially like all of like the the murders that happen. Like everyone is just such a fucking putz. <laughs> <laughs> like, Tim Messenger, the fucking paper guy that just keeps <laughs> Sergeant Angle. <laughs> I like. Uh, at the end, when they get to the round table and they describe everybody's disappearance on why they left, and it just keeps getting more and more petty yeah. as it goes on. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's so good. Um, well, moving in to World's End. The, the World's End. third part of the Cornetto trilogy, labeled with the green yeah. mint chocolate chip flavor. Uh, I had a hard time finding the actual ice cream bit in this one. It's just the wrapper at the end. Oh, is it? Yeah, like the wrapper, like when the world's ended. Sure. Like he's like, like talking about like, oh, I wish I had uh, something like he wished, like he had uh, the modern conveniences. And then like a wrapper from like a Cornetto like goes against the fence and he like reaches and like, oh. <laughs> Like that's totally the only that. yeah that's the only reference they have to Cornetto ice cream in this. Uh, well, World's End had a budget of twenty million. Yeah, almost doubling that of Hot Fuzz. Box office of only forty six million dollars. Yeah, half of Hot Fuzz. Not so good. Rotten Tomatoes has it an eighty nine percent. Metacritic eighty one, and PluggedIn.com gives it one plug. <laughs> These reviews, <laughs> what are they? There's, is there, there's no reference point to what these reviews are. Not, and I like it that way. Yeah, that's what I yeah, like. What's the reference in terms of like what you think of other movies? What many plugs did you get other movies? <laughs> it's just like one plug. Like, is that good? Is that bad? I don't. I'm assuming it's bad. <laughs> I don't know. One plug. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, World's End. Uh, what happened to World's End, JT? Uh, well, I I sum I surmised all of them in my in right. in one, all at once, yeah, all at once. Though as vague as it was, I forgot. Uh, this one I had a hard time liking Simon Pegg's character. Yeah, especially on this rewatch, I found him really abrasive, and I know he's supposed to be. Yeah, but it's almost to the detriment. Yeah. He does come alive near the end, where he, like, shows a bit more humanity and just, like, just being sincere. Yeah. But, like, before then, I'm just like, God, there's just people I know that are like this. 
I fucking just hate him. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, like Simon Pegg in all three of the Cornetto films, like, he plays a character who's, like, put in a situation where, like, he looks back on, like, fonder times and then, Mm -hmm. like, has to deal with the environment that he's been thrown into and then, like, from there, like, having to try and deal, especially, like, if something... Like when ca- something catastrophic happens, and then in the end, like it always, in the end, it always seems like he kind of accepts what's happened, but then never really changes who he is. Which I don't know. There's some kind of like theme behind that. Well, in Hot Fuzzy, I think he changes. He comes a little less stuffy. Yeah, but like he still is. Like he's still like the hard nosed cop that he was. But he's accepted the fact that like, he's he's come to grow to love being a cop in this small town. Yeah. Like, he always kind of takes a part of, like, the antagonist, and then he accepts it, but then makes it his own. Like, in uh, Shaun of the Dead, he is, like, fighting against zombies, but then, like, his best friend that kind of held him, that kind of, like, kept him who he was, also became a zombie. Yeah. So instead of, like, throwing that relationship away, he still has him, he has him, like, locked up in the right. in the shed. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't... He doesn't, like, kill his friend or get rid of that relationship. He still has him, even though he's a zombie. Yeah. So even though, like, it's, it's a world of zombies, he's, a, he's, like, grown to accept it. So, like, he's still the same old Sean. Right. But he's also, like, changed to, like, uh, for, like, the environment around him. Right. And then in Hot Fuzz, he was, like, this big town uh, sergeant who was just, like, making everyone look bad. So they threw him into a small town, which he saw no merits in whatsoever. And then, like, to the point where, like, the small town tried to get rid of him. Yeah. And then in the end, like, he subdues everybody, but then he stays in the small town because he actually likes that lifestyle. Yeah. And then in this, it's, uh, I don't know, it's harder to kind of piece together, like, what, they, what they're trying to do in this. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, in the end, he, he does kind of become, like, the the Gary King that he was before because he takes on like the, the, the four blanks that are his younger versions of his friends. Yeah. But so then, uh, cause like he fights them throughout the whole movie, but then in the end, like he becomes the leader of like the f- young friend versions of them. And then like almost kind of stands up for them as opposed to like when he was fighting them in the beginning, when they were trying to like make, like trying to like, Make him like everybody else. He like switched, turned it on him, and then like almost made it better for himself. Sure. I, d- I just don't think he grows as much in this in in World's End as he does in the other ones. Yeah. And like I told, I I knew what I totally forgot. Like at the end, after they meet like the aliens, that there's like a t- like a almost like a stinger ending where. With the blanks, and they walk into that bar. Yeah. I totally forgot about that It's part. a very weird ending. Yeah, really like it turns into, like, this weird post-apocalyptic thing where everyone is against the blanks, and but then he's the one that stands up for them. Yeah. I totally forgot about that part. And I don't know if I really like... Because it almost went way weird. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And, like, just at the end where it doesn't really have any follow-through except for, you know, we're just a tap water. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes back to what Nick Frost was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, the real man would order tap water in a pub because he just had nothing to fear. 
So, like, I don't know. But, but I don't know. Like, uh, I felt a lot for him at the end, especially when they show, like, because you go through the movie being like, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, clinging on to this. We're, like, in Shaun of the Dead where it's like, yeah, he's kind of, like, hit a rut. But you can, like, see him kind of growing out of this at some point. Like, be better if it was sooner rather than later. Right. But he's not, like, such far gone where it's like, yeah, you're still kind of clinging on to the past and, like, what all this shit was meant to you, like, when you were younger. But I can kind of see you growing out of it. But in this, like, you're just like, oh, you're, like, you you kind of, like, put that, what you put on Sean on him until you, you get to the end where you're, like, He's got, like, a hospital bracelet, and you saw that he, like, slit his wrist, and you're like, oh, you're way far gone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just, like, you see no merit in life whatsoever, except for, like, that one night where you're yeah. just trying to relive it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, now that we've talked about all of them, I feel like The World's End is my least favorite, but there's parts in it I really like. Like, yeah. the whole... Like, a, a lot of the action scenes, mm-hmm. I really like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This they're is, really like, well done. you can really see the influence from Scott Pilgrim in this, because their fight scenes are a lot more stylized yeah. than in uh, Hot Fuzz and in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Like, that bathroom fight was really cool. And then, like, the yeah. at the at the beehive, where, they're like, they're fighting all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Nick Frost has got those two stools and just going to town on everybody. <laughs> Yeah, th- that I really like that a lot too. I even saw well, I haven't seen Baby Driver yet, but the uh, there seem to be like some parts and even like Shaun of the Dead where he's doing like their driving stunts and stuff. Yeah, where you can all and I listened to a podcast. Luckily enough, between when we stopped last time and today, of Edgar Wright like talking about Baby Driver and like what he's wanted to make that film for like twenty years. And so, like, there's, like, little aspects of things that he wanted to do all throughout his other films because he never thought he was going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> we'll save that for next week. Yes. Um, but anyway, I th- I liked World's End the least, but I would still... I'd give it, like, a B-. minus. Yeah. Yeah, I'd... I'll give it, like, a B+. Plus. I did... There were stuff that I... There was stuff that I liked in it, uh, but... One of the things that I loved the most was, like, the names of the pubs, because every pub right. they went to described what happens in the pub. Yeah. Like, the the first post is the first place they go. The old familiar looks just like the first bar. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, that joke where it goes and, like, ah, now this is my kind of place, and it looks exactly like the last bar they just came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the famous cock they get kicked out of right away because he was an asshole there the last time they were there. Yeah. Uh, the cross hands is where they have their first fight together. Um, the good companions. Shit, I can't remember what happens there. They, they, yeah, they just come together and they just, like, drink their drinks and leave. Is that the the one where you meet, the sister comes back? No, that's, that's at the twins. But, uh. Yeah, because that was the one where they're like, well, we just gotta do it. We just have to do this now. So they, like, all come in together, get their drinks at the same time, drink them at the same time, and then leave. Okay. So, and then the trusty servant is the one where, like, they go to the the, the trusted Mr. Green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the two-headed dog was where they have the fucking fight scene with, the, t- the like, the two twins. Yeah. Like, even... 
to the point where like they even like make it dog like where like a woman where like one of them does have four legs. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> put that together. <laughs> I really like uh, Mr. Green in this too cuz he's just like pops in and out and he's like the conspiracy theorist or whatever. Yeah. I I like I thought he was really funny in this. Yeah. Uh and then the mermaid is where they're like getting seduced because they're taking they find out that like they're taking people's DNA so they can make blanks of everybody and mm-hmm. you like see them like making out with the marmalade sandwich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the beehive is where they have that, that big fight with like everybody. Yep. And the king's head fuck. I can't remember. I think that's where like <sighs> shit. It's like something where, like he gets hit in the head or something. I don't know. Can't remember to the king's yeah. head. The hole in the wall, like a car like drives through the through the bar. Uh-huh. And then world's end is end of the world. The world's end. <laughs> uh so on all this rewatch, I'm really torn on what to give like what I liked more, Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, even though I scored Hot Fuzz higher. Yeah. I have, like, nostalgia for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Because it came out at, like, at, a, like, an impressionable point in my life. Now, I wasn't, like, really young or anything. Yeah. But, like, when I was, like, getting into movies more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty split on Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead still. I don't know. I, I do like Shaun of the Dead, but, I don't know, there's so much in Hot Fuzz where, like, I feel like, Hot Fuzz, like, takes what Shaun of the Dead did and then, like, bumped it up, like, especially with, like, adding more personality and character to, like, ev- all the people in the town. Yeah. Especially, like, with us coming from, like, a small town, like, even though it is, like, in England, you can totally, like, kind of put, like, faces to some of the people that right. are in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just people, like, bitching about the pettiest things and, like, treating it like it's a fucking, like, end of the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> can you believe that? living statue <laughs> especially like they have that guy talk about the living statue and it's like they're having this big dramatic music when he's going through like eight o'clock nine o'clock <laughs> ten o'clock and it's just a guy standing there <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no like uh having watched all of them in in quick succession did you like pull anything out of any of them that you didn't when you just watched them individually um, I don't think so, because I've, the one that I wanted to pay, paid most attention to was World's End, because I've only ever seen it one time. Yeah. And I've seen Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz multiple times, so I was kind of, I wasn't analyzing it. Yeah. As a, this time, so I was just kind of sitting down and letting it go over me or whatever, mm-hmm. washing it over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't really pull anything else out that I don't think I've noticed before. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, there's... I do like World's End because there's a lot more foreshadowing in that. Like, a lot more if you pay attention. Like, even right. uh, how he keeps trying to, like, refer to them as the Three Musketeers, but there's five of them. Right. But then, like, there's only three survivors at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, all that stuff. Like, it's, there's just so much, there's so much, like, foreshadowing in it where, like, you just keep going back and you're, like, pull out small things here and there. Yeah. And I think World's End, if... It's it's not like the best of the three, but I think it plays a lot more with like the foreshadowing and a lot with what he did in Scott Pilgrim, like in terms of the fight scenes and like the action. And so like I feel like I had the potential to be the better of the three. Uh, yeah. But I I I feel like he was trying to make the same movie over again. 
like he did with like maybe like Shaun of the Dead or something. Because mm. it's kind of a weak, like just like making like robot aliens was kind of like a weak premise as opposed to like the other two. Yeah, but going in to see it the first time. Like, I didn't know much about it besides it was an Edgar Wright film. Yeah. And it was just, I thought it was like a pub crawl. Yeah. And I had no idea it was going to go in that direction. Because I think I just stayed kind of in the dark about it. Yeah. And then when they get to the one bar where they punch that kid's head off, I was like, (laughs) what is happening? So on first viewing, if you don't know anything about it, it definitely takes a way left turn. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you you don't know what it's about at yeah. all by the title. Shaun of the Dead, you can it, you can tell it's a play off of, like, Day of the Dead. Yeah. And uh, Hot Fuzz, it's nothing really supernatural or anything mm-hmm. in it. I think this one, this is the one that has, like, the least amount of blood in it, too. Oh, yeah. I don't I think there's, like, really any blood in it. Just, like, the ink from, the like, ink. all the... Yeah. From all the robots. <clears throat> Nobody gets ripped in half. And, no. And eaten. <laughs> In yes, movie. <laughs> Chelsea can watch this with a sigh of relief, <laughs> or get a big like huge spike dropped on their head. <laughs> that is the best. Like his body walks around for so long with an enormous spike through the top of it. Uh, but all in all, I was <laughs> so good too. To messenger, your numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, I really enjoyed our trip down Edgar Wright Lane. I'm yeah. glad to top it off uh, next week. Oh yeah. With Baby Driver. Baby Driver. I've s- not, I haven't seen any reviews for it yet, but... I, I have seen it. Save it for... Save I it know. For later. I'm backing off. All right. Backing um, off. I just have seen on Twitter that people like it, and it's going over favorably. Yeah. Like, it had... For a while there, it had, like, 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Somebody had to screw it up. Just, like, get out. It's never going to get that 100% yep. back? Nothing's ever going to get that 100%. There's only going to be that one asshole that's like, I'm going to be the one. <laughs> what a fucking cuck. Yep. <laughs> a cuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, besides all this Edgar Wright business, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Uh, I finally saw John Wick 2. Yeah? And, uh, look, it's dumb. I'm not going to lie. Right. It's dumb. Yeah. But I had so much goddamn fun with it. And that's what I've heard too. So I, yeah. that's what I'm going in. There's so much it. dumb shit. Like there's a there's an underground syndicate of homeless people that are assassins <laughs> in this. I like that. All headed by Lawrence Fishburne, who does the most over the top performance I've seen in a movie in a long fucking time. <laughs> oh my! God. Like everything he just yells. Sweet. Like there's just like a part where like John Wick's is like, just give me a gun, and then he's like. Would somebody please <laughs> give this man a gun? <laughs> it's so over the top. Like, he had to be on drugs when he did this because he's just constantly yelling for no reason. <laughs> but oh, I loved it. And there's the fight scenes are so fucking cool. Yeah. And I just love the fact that John Wick always double taps. Sweet. Like, constantly. Like, he's always just, like, even if he, like, grazes you, he just always goes back and shoots you in the head. <laughs> like, he could be legit dead, and he's like, nope, gotta shoot your head. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, I'll have to see. It's out on DVD and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might pick that yeah, up. I rented it on Netflix. It was, it's hella fun. I think it's more fun than the first one. Yeah. Like, in this one, they go insane. Good. 
I think they needed to lean into it more. Yeah. Because, like, what I, I liked the first John Wick, and I th- I've said this before, too, yeah. but, like, it was definitely overhyped by the time I yeah. saw it. And I was like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't, like... Yeah. It wasn't any better than, like, The Raid, because mm-hmm. The Raid is amazing. Yeah. Dude, there's, like, a scene... There's a scene in this where, like, someone takes out a contract on his head, and there's, like, a legit, like... 15 to 20 minute sequence where he's just walking through the streets of New York and everyone's just trying to kill him. Sweet. I like it. And it's it. like, and like, there's like ones with like horrible gimmicks. Like there's like a sumo wrestler assassin that tries to kill him. <laughs> yes. And like, there's a chick that's like, yes, plays a violin that just like stops playing and then like tries to shoot him and like pulls out knives out of places. And you're like, Oh, it's so dumb, but it's so good. That's what it needs to do. <laughs> all right. I love that. Love that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I saw that, and I watched all of Glow on Netflix. I also watched all watched of Glow. All of I really enjoyed it. Me too. I liked it a yeah. lot. I mean, I expected it to be, I don't know, good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know really what to expect, but mm-hmm. it, it exceeded what I expected. <laughs> yeah. It exceeded expectations yeah. for me. Yeah. It's by the same uh, creator of uh, Orange is the New Black, and I definitely... Got some of those vibes from it. Yeah. Like, especially from the beginning where they focus more on uh, the Ruth character. Uh-huh. And then they kind of branch out from there and start go- talking about a bunch of other people. That's that's kind of like what Orange is the New Black kind of turned into. Sweet deal. Um, I really liked Mark Marin in this. I know. He was really good. Really good. Yeah. Like, he plays, like, a dick where you're, like, you don't, like, completely write him off. Right. Yeah, he's like a dick with heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually listened to uh, a WTF today, and it, it was like one with Jason Manzukis. Mm-hmm. And his whole intro, he was talking about Glow and the reception that it's been getting. Yeah. And then he also talked about like how he it was smoking and doing drugs in Glow, and he wasn't really comfortable with it because you now he's he's been clean for so long. Yeah. And coke was his thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like he's. He said when he did, like, the fake Coke, he almost got, like, a placebo high off of it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's, it would have been so fucking easy just to go back to Coke. Oh, God. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> that sucks, he, though, yeah, cause... yeah. And then he he doesn't smoke anymore, either. He just has, like, the nicotine gum or whatever. Yeah. And he said doing that, it was just, like, so easy just to start smoking again after that. Oh, I bet. I'm like, oh, fuck. But then, as I was going on watching it, there's a few... I, if they ever do... Like a uh, biopic of for Stan Lee, yeah. I think Mark Maron would be a pretty good Stan Lee. He does look, yeah, he looks like cool. right like now him. with that with like the mustache and like mm-hmm. the hairy style he had. If he yeah. just put on like a dark pair of glasses, yeah, and like kind of did his accent a little bit, yeah, he would play a pr- good Stan Lee if it was like in the sixties, seventies, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just a weird place my mind went when I was watching yeah. Glow. Yeah, but otherwise. Uh, everybody else in it was really who I can't remember who the main who Ruth was. What's uh, her name? Allison Bree. Yeah, she's from Community. Yeah, she was really good and surprisingly naked in the first episode. Oh, dude, yeah. I was like, I was like taken back by it. For I was like, whoa, holy shit. There's like a there's like an ongoing joke in Community where uh um, oh, shit, what's his name? Uh. Well, it's Troy in the in the Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. Like he, uh, like is so obsessed with her that like they find this monkey and he makes him his pet and calls him Annie's boobs. <laughs> so then I'm like, hey, look, Annie's boobs is in the first episode. <laughs> Glow. Uh, um, 
yeah, I liked everybody uh, in Glow. It was it was really good, and it yeah. was it was short. It was only like ten episodes. Yeah, it's only like ten episodes, and they're only like. 35 yeah. minutes long or so. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, there's lots of pro wrestlers in it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which was also really cool to yeah. see too. Um I but, all, yeah. a, after Glow, it was recommended to me that I also watch Glow the story of the uh gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. That's a really I saw it a long time ago. That's really interesting. And so I just after we like binged Glow, we just Watched a documentary about Glow, and it was really it was good, but it was like really sad. Oh yeah, to see like they were at like the top of their careers, and then it all just stopped. Mm-hmm. And then some of them went on to keep doing it, but like it either tore their body apart or like they never went back to it. Yeah, and there was only like one like real successful one. Yeah, Ivory. Ivory. <laughs> yeah, and then. <clears throat> At the end, it was, like, really bittersweet when they had that reunion, and yeah. some of them are sick and in wheelchairs and stuff. It's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But it, it was good. Yay, wrestling. It, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not, like, any different from any other wrestler's story. Yeah. At least they're still alive. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was really good. I would recommend anybody watch, to watch yeah, that, too. Yeah, definitely check that out. I got one last thing that I saw, though, Troy. Okay. Preacher. Season two came out. Yeah, started up. Holy shit! Is it like a dip- this? Is what we wanted? Oh my god! Yeah, it's literally like the first two episodes are like everything that you want in a preacher TV show. Oh shit! I might buy the season then. And yeah, check it out. It is phenomenal. Like that whole first season was just a prologue to like what this is because it's everything the comic book was. Even like. Uh, Jesse is like a lot more tolerable in this too, because they do because him and uh, Tulip do that shit where they just keep daring each other to do crazier shit. Yeah, like they they're really getting heavy on that shit now. Okay, because like I was I was kind of apprehensive about it because I've seen like a lot of ads for it. Well, yeah. before it started anyway, mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, like with the. It was like a bright colored background, and like either Jesse or Tulip or um, Cassidy would kind of come up, and it would like have a quote from him from the book. Yeah, and it was like dead on intro to Suicide Squad, like everybody's like intro cards or whatever. I haven't seen that in the show at all. I don't know if that was like a trailer. It was just or promo like... material yeah. or whatever, and I was like, oh shit! Like, hopefully it's no. This this is fucking awesome like they're even like going like crazy with it there's like a scene where like uh where like they're like stuck because like the the saint of killers has them like stuck in a corner so like fucking tulip has to use someone's intestines to siphon gas out of a car jesus (laughs) (laughs) like it is violent and it is awesome Awesome. and then like everyone they run into like all this shit where they're like trying to like find god and like trying to learn more about him is really interesting okay like it it doesn't follow the book at all but sticks enough to the material where like the characters seem genuine and it's just all around like a really cool sweet just a really cool show altogether so far just for the first two episodes alone say no more yeah i want to see that it is awesome good deal um i only saw one more thing but i might save it for next week because it's a trailer the inhumans trailer dropped okay i I heard about it i'll I'll probably have it watched by next week. All right. Well, I'll save it for next week then. Okay. But otherwise, that's all I've been into, JT. All right. 
Well, uh, JT, if people want to discuss Baby Driver with you since you've seen it, yeah. where could they do that? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Snapchat? Troy. You can find me at Short of the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. Not only on Twitter, but Review Review Pod everything. So just check them URLs. Review yes. Review Pod's going to be at the, de- the them dem tails. Dem dem tails of the URL. We're also at Review Review Pod at uh, gmail.com if you have something long form you want to send us. And you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and Stitcher and anywhere podcasts are sold. So yes. there you go. That's the show. There you go. Next week, baby driver. The end of our salute to Edgar Wright with his newest film, just out in theaters, Baby Driver. Already saw it. Got some things to say. Kind of curious what you think, Troy. Oh, my. Well, from just listening to his podcast that he did, I think it was a Nerdist. Yeah. Edgar Wright just promoting this. He seems really passionate about it. I've heard he's really passionate about it. So, I'm into it. Okay. I'm into his passion. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about it next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. All right. So until next time, I've been Troy of the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off. No more thunderstorms.